0: Hello, and welcome back to our vacation guy, Ari. It's good to have you join us again. Welcome back from vacation, and welcome to you to the battleground, or battleground week of all sports. You name it, football, basketball, hockey, playoffs, U.S. Open tennis, baseball playoffs coming up. We have a lot to talk about today, and we're going to go right to the heart of the business and what's happening. So, Ari, welcome back from your tour of the East Coast.
1: Well, thanks, everyone. Great to be back. Uh, Had a good trip to uh, New York, New Jersey, um, and uh, Buffalo.
0: As you can see over his shoulder, that is the Buffalo Blue Jays, home away from home these days. And Andrew, welcome back from the oven, known as Southern California over the past couple of days.
2: Unexpected often.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ari, you're a former SoCal NorCal guy. We had 121 degrees, a record, here in the Valley uh, over the weekend. All right, but that's nothing compared to what we have ahead, guys, because uh, NFL is about to get underway, college football. NFL Thursday night, we have the defending Super Bowl Chiefs, uh, the Champs taking on Texas. That's Mahomes against Watson. Andrew, only 17,000 fans in the stadium. I say only, that's good for the Chiefs. The uh, Rams and Chargers here in LA, and the Giants and Jets in New York, no fans but that's creating some questions about the fairness of competition, the fairness of fans and some simple business practices.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen this in other sports that have come back, especially studies that were done in European football, going back to the um, trendsetters in this modern world. We know that things have changed. The home field advantage didn't seem to be as strong. Officials began calling the game differently Um, Apparently there is a home field advantage with the officials as well. Um, But the NFL is going to try something very different where we'll let some teams have fans, some a sizable number of fans, whereas a fairly large percentage of the NFL won't have fans, at least to start with. Um, And to be fair, we're seeing the same thing in college football. Um, Yeah, so this leads to questions about that home field advantage. Uh, Money, of course. Uh, The NFL has decided to resolve some of that by allowing teams to pipe in noise to try to build some of that home field advantage. On the other hand, they're talking about, what, limiting it to 70 decibels or something, whereas in some of those domes, they were regularly getting to 115 decibels during games. So I don't know how well that's going to work.
0: Well, you're talking about – go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Please. uh, well, but you also alluded to the business aspect, and I'm fascinated by this because when you think about analytics, we always think about sports analytics, but we don't think about the analytics that goes into driving the business of sports very often. And you have to think about the fan experience. And the simplest question is, if I'm only letting 17,000 in, how am I picking those 17,000? I mean, I know the business answer is I pick the 17,000 that are the most valuable to me, But that raises an interesting question. A lot of those people are gonna be clustered low and near the 50 yard line, but they can't all sit there, right? We still need social distancing. So now I'm gonna begin telling people who pay a lot of money and have paid a lot of money for a very long time that they can get in, but they may have to sit in the end zone. They may have to sit in the second deck. How is that going to work? I mean, I won't want to have those conversations to be perfectly honest. Um, So I think there's some real questions, even how are you going to make those decisions and keep your fans happy?
0: But we always try to get ahead of things. We were talking about what this is leading to. If we're talking about home field, we're talking about home field advantage, setting the line, sports betting, sports book, gaming, gambling, fantasy sports, all those things. But think of this. Chiefs defending Super Bowl champs get 17,000 fans. The Hunt family owns the Chiefs. They really split residence, but live in Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys may have 50% stadium capacity, which is going to be somewhere around 40,000, it appears. So there there are some business decisions to make there. Now, guys, this comes on the heels of, and we started talking about this several weeks ago, that when we got to this time, leading up to baseball playoffs, hockey and basketball playoffs underway, the, uh, the start of the football season, we knew that there would be critical issues with regards to sports betting. And uh, all I'm going to go back to Andrew again. Andrew, if we look back at uh, August, what did we learn?
2: Well, we learned a, a number of things, right? But the most important was people were hungry for entertainment. People were willing to spend money. They're looking for outlets.
0: Well, not only that, though, the CEO for William Hill, which is uh, America's top sportsbook operator, called it a feast in August, that people were more than hungry for that. Now, that's not all that's going on because other aspects of that business are rolling out to get ready for the football Canadian uh, football season. The Canadian gaming company, The Score, announced The Score Bet, has launched a mobile app and mobile sportsbook in Colorado. That's a battleground state in the industry right now for gaming. Um, The same company did that in Monmouth Park in Jersey last year. The Scores app, get this, I didn't know this, the Scores app had the second most average monthly unique visitors in North America between December of 18 and February 2020, trailing only ESPN.com, and they're competing with FanDuel and DraftKings. Now, Ari, you've worked in audience measurement for a decade or so. Were you aware of the immersion of this Canadian gaming company that's doing very well here in the States.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've worked in audience measurement with uh, Nielsen and IRI. Um, But you know, there's what's remarkable is there's huge players, uh, you know, in this gaming, uh, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, Caesars, uh, Entertainment. And then there's some like niche smaller players that, that are up on the rise. So I, I was not as familiar with the uh, the Canadian one.
0: Yeah, but, you know, right there in your backyard in Chicago, the Cubs are now the official sports betting and fantasy partner with DraftKings. deal 10 years, about $100 million, and a plan to put a location there on the Wrigley Field campus, uh, a sports book there, maybe within two years. Uh, Ari, your question is fair. I wonder what Pete Rose thinks about this.
1: Yeah, and, and Pete Rose is uh, – you know a two two prong thing one is you know he's been uh you know there's the hall of fame which is like a museum and education center and then there's baseball the ability to work to have a living uh you know uh, in baseball itself um so two different issues uh you know i have my own opinions but you know to the point where if you could see a parallel where um you know somebody has accused or even Found guilty of something, and then that something becomes mainstream. You know, you you know, at what point do you rescind it, um, uh, or do you you know keep something in? You know, and, and at this point, you know, I I'll just give my opinion. I personally think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, um, certainly for an educational perspective. You know, even if there's a a, a section on him that says what he did, you know. You, people should learn about about his abilities. Uh, but, you know, certainly it, it's, uh, you know, one of those things of you know, betting on baseball is now being allowed and on the facilities of the stadium itself, you know, really should open up some soul searching around the game.
0: Well, keep in mind the Dodgers have already announced plans for Sportsbook at Dodger Stadium and keep in mind the wizard cat wizards caps and mystics already have a temporary sports book in their arena. Now there's a cautionary tale and we love to talk about analytics and the business of the uh, of the business because it often tells us where we're going and where we've been. So StubHub is that cautionary tale and uh, Andrew they have some very angry customers and there's a big civil uh, business about to spring, a civil suit business that is springing up around the company.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think at this point, most people have heard of StubHub. Many people have probably purchased tickets through StubHub. Um, I think the really relevant thing here is that a lot of teams began using StubHub to manage season ticket holders and allow their season ticket holders to resell tickets easily. and for analytics reasons, understand what your season ticket holders are doing and better manage um, all of your sales. Um, But the challenge, of course, is that in March, when everything shut down, um, all the games shut down, StubHub had sold tickets for those games. And um, I'm sure StubHub is not a company that sat on a lot of revenue or on a lot of cash. I'm sure it's one where that money because of the nature of this is constantly flowing through, they weren't able to refund um, a lot of those uh, tickets. And so they weren't issuing refunds. They were giving credits that could be used later. um, And they ended up with six class action lawsuits um, that looks like it's going to be merged into one large one. Again, going back because a lot of teams were using StubHub to manage this. Major League Baseball's been named in this as well. Um, They're not the only one, right? There are other organizations that do the same thing. Um, Vivid Seed, SeatGeek as well that have similar problems. Um, This is a really interesting thing. I mean, I don't know what fans are going to do. Are people going to go back to StubHub? next year or the year after when we're allowed in? Does it open it up for someone else to come in? Um, Right, I mean, Ticketmaster plays in the same place, but Ticketmaster has maybe even more of a toxic reputation than StubHub does for other reasons. Um, I don't know, but I don't see teams wanting to go away from this ability, and honestly, fans love that ability that, hey, I wanna go to a game tonight I can go to my phone. I can find all of the tickets. I can decide how much I want to spend. I can buy my ticket right there on my phone. Potentially, even on my way to the game. It's really interesting.
0: We may not have to wait till next year to find that out either. Uh, I've read some NFL organizations are looking at getting past the first two to three weeks and then reevaluating. Can they have? You know, let's take the Chiefs. Where can seventeen or seventeen thousand? Can they get up to 25? Can they stair-step up to 40? At what point can they, can they really begin to open that up? So we're talking about sports betting. We're talking about fantasy sports. Um, let's look back at the Kentucky Derby over, uh, over the weekend. Uh, betting on the Derby down by half from last year's record amount wagered. Um, Churchill Downs reported uh, $79 million Bet in the uh, paramutual pool in this year's race last year set a record 165 million. Um, William Hill, the bookmaker, reported that eight percent of the money wagered on its sports books backed authentic to win. That's um, a surprise to say the least. People would think the opposite would be the case that given mobile or any kind of mobile app, mobile betting that it would have blown up, that there had been a, a thirst or a demand for it, as opposed to a cutoff and and there, no fans whatsoever, although there were fans there, you could see them, but uh, uh, it, that, that was a surprise to the industry for sure. Uh, not only the result that uh, Authentic uh, uh, held off Tis the Law down the stretch, which was a dramatic TV, but that as well. Now, and we're gonna stay with uh, our our. Uh, gambling, sports betting, and uh, fantasy sports. Guys, over the weekend, and here's on an online version of the traditional World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. There were oh, nearly 6,000 entries, $5,000 buy-in, and it created a, a $27.5 million pool prize, the largest in online poker history. Again, this is traditional World Series of Poker in Vegas. Because of the virus, it's held online. I'm going to see, I'll, I'll take a crack at these names. Stoyan Mindeshev uh, of uh, Bulgaria won just under $4 million, 3.9. And then the uh, second, Wang Zhao of uh, China won $2.7 A couple of Americans, Tyler Rugger, uh, uh, finished third and fourth. Now, guys, Andrew, what do we make of this? The Derby, not it so much. Online poker blows up.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a couple different things. And I, I'm really surprised by the Derby numbers. I expected because right? we know gambling has been going insane, right? William Hill talked about how insane August was. We've seen it over and over again. But at the same time, we're also seeing something about sports out of season. I, I wonder if that's part of it. People don't associate uh, Labor Day weekend with the Derby. And so were there people who just literally missed it? People who would, vote, who would have bet on it and just missed it. Um, it's also a very crowded calendar right now. We talked about this a couple months ago that what was going to happen when all of the sports are back, um, what gets lost? So yeah, I, I wonder if that may explain part of it. We know the NBA ratings are down. People don't seem to be as interested in watching NBA basketball in the summer. Derby may have fit into the same place. And we can't forget that the gambling juggernaut starts Thursday night, right? I mean, how many people are taking their entertainment money and they're just pushing it into the NFL?
0: Um, Right. That could be part of it. Good call. ESPN.com modeled the NFL season. Uh, All 269 games, what they say uh, on ESPN.com, 20,000 simulations. And in the uh, Super Bowl, they like uh, the Chiefs repeating – and a blowout game in a lopsided Super Bowl over the Cowboys is returned to Super Bowl past, where it's not a game at all. More so, get the shrimp and chicken fingers early. Right, guys? Yeah. Um, and then the fantasy rankings uh, already, uh, just before we begin on Thursday, with the juggernaut, as you say, Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers, the number one fantasy player, and then three other guys ranked just behind them, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook, the three running backs. All right, college football, even more uncertain because of the wide variety of social factors they're dealing with. Three SEC teams have had to cancel practice, Uh, Tennessee, Auburn, and Vandy. Uh, The Big 12s already postponed a couple of games, TCU, SMU, and Oklahoma State's home opener coming up against Tulsa. But more than half of the FBS teams are still planning to play. And Ari, if we're to learn from what Andrews taught us about Bundesliga and European soccer, and if we're to learn from what's happened so far in Major League Baseball, what can we expect in the college football season?
1: Um, so, so there are different ways to do it where it's effective and ways to do it not effective. Um, you know, baseball had some issues at first, um, but has seemed to stabilize. Uh, you know, football is the combination of traveling, being college players who like to party and break curfew and um, being more of a contact sport. Um, so that, like the in game itself, um, you know, I, on my tour went to Rutgers, went to Princeton, went to University of Buffalo, it was campuses with tens of thousands of people usually were all uh, online. so it was, it was pretty wild to see that emptiness. but you know in terms of sports, um, you know keeping fans out or minimal, if, if none at all, um, keeping players and, and girlfriends and families separate is you know probably more of a challenge in college. Um, you know they're not making tens of millions of dollars. Uh, that could be at stake if, um, you know, they, they violate curfew. Um, so it's, it's really just going to be a matter of uh, uh, discipline and playing to empty stadiums to have, have a chance.
0: All right, let's talk about the baseball playoffs coming up. Uh, less than 20 games left. If the season ends today, Ari's favorite team and New York's favorite team, which is to say the team that's over Ari's shoulder, The Buffalo Jays. (laughs) Think of that, guys. How does that roll off the tongue? They're in the playoffs. So are the Padres ending a 13-year playoff drought. So are the White Sox ending an 11-year drought. They're tied for the AL Central lead right now. The Giants and Marlins are in as the last two seeds in the National League. But uh, that's what's going to be fun over the next three weeks is uh, there are four teams right behind them within two games of the eighth-seeded Marlins. So... This should be a really interesting – All right, I'm going to ask you a quick question. The rhythm of the season makes sense to, to, to us, right? I mean, we're in the industry. Do you have that understanding of urgency right now of three weeks left in the season?
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a dichotomy. I've seen some teams that are kind of assured to make it that are pacing themselves probably as they should to avoid, like, injury or overusing pitchers. Um, but but when you look at like the sixteen playoff teams, you know the bottom number sixteen has like an eighty-five percent chance of making it. Then there's a huge drop off to the Orioles of an eighteen percent chance. So it's you know except for a few teams, you basically know if you're in it or not.
0: Yeah, and now we're talking about that's uh, the eighth seed would be the Yankees if the playoffs started today in the American League. Uh, not so concerned with that would be the Dodgers. They've had the best 40-game record or uh, 30 wins, 10 losses. That's, I think, tied with the best in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, who are the Dodgers going to beat in the World Series? Give me the team that's going to come out of the American League.
2: Oh, I don't know. This is this is a tough one. There's – there's. I mean, when we started the season, it looked like it was the Yankees all the way, right? And then they're they're going to – I don't want to say sneak in, but I mean, historically, we'd have called it sneak in with the last slot. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still think if they can get everyone healthy, they've got one of the best teams. The thing we really have to look at is everyone, the Dodgers and the Yankees both start with a three game series um, and anything can happen in a three game series. And so as, as much as we want to say the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, they're the best team, I don't think I'd be surprised to see them go out in the first round just on some fluke.
0: Fair question. Uh, that would be interesting. I'd, I want to see who their three pitchers are. Do they line up Bueller, May, and Kershaw? We'll see. Uh, that's when we'll find out when they show their hand couple of notes about the – as we approach the end of the season. And we always try to pick out some really good stats here. Mike Trout hit home home run, career home run number 300. He's the fastest to reach 300 career homers and 200 stolen bases, doing it uh, quicker than the great Willie Mays. Our favorite unsung or bounce back player this year is St. Louis Cardinal Brad Miller. Who would have predicted that uh, three months ago or two months ago? Uh, Miller's leading the team in home runs, uh, ops, uh, and uh, he's hitting about 320, 330. In fact, he's in the he's in the top five of x woba. Juan mm-hmm. Soto number one, and Juan is amazing this year. Brad is number four. But if we're to explain expected weighted OBA, we would say
1: um, that it is the best uh, publicly available. Way to evaluate offense. In fact, people ask me that, and uh, you know, what's the best public stat there is? And I say x woba. It's ba- think of it as a batting average that makes sense. Batting average that is doesn't make sense is traditional, where a home run is the same as a hit, uh, where walks are not included. Um, it doesn't take into effect, uh, you know, the the park factors or the year you're playing in. So. Uh, expected weighted on-base average basically says uh, something that feels in the gut like a weight, on, a, like a batting average um, or on-base percentage, but it, it, it weighs everything appropriately.
0: You know, uh, I think it was near the end of last season, which is really a long time ago these days, but I asked a bunch of people in the industry their favorite stat and the conclusion, especially of the one of the teams we just talked about that does very well, is uh is ex so and that's that's their favorite throughout their organization. All right, we're going to throw a bunch of things together here: US Open tennis, NBA, NHL playoffs, and the Olympics. Because uh, let's let's just kind of cram those together for this reason: a couple of reasons. One, unpredictability. We're going to come back to that in a minute. I don't think the tennis community got the idea of being totally prepared, maybe they did. Um, but hockey, uh, tip the cap to them, Tampa and the Islanders, Vegas and the Dallas Stars for the semifinals. Uh, hockey in the bubble in Edmonton, nearly 30,000 virus tests, no positive test results. That's amazing. And we, we lead that into the uh, Olympics. The IOC and Japanese officials are teaming up to state that Tokyo 2020 Will take place with or without COVID, you know, be damned, uh, because of the business interest in July of next year. But, you know, be warned, unpredictability will rear up and bite you in these circumstances. And at the US Open, Andrew, that's certainly the case.
2: Oh, yeah. I think in one of the biggest surprises, um, the overwhelming favorite to take the men's title, Novak Djokovic, is out. Um, The betting odds had him at well over a 50% uh, chance of winning the Open. I think most people um, would have probably put his odds higher than 50%, especially with his top two rivals staying in Europe. Um, But over the weekend, yeah, he was booted out of the tournament uh, for hitting a lines uh, person with a tennis ball. It was a pretty clear-cut decision on the referee's point of view, um, but it's opened a huge opportunity to the next generation. Um, for the first time, we will see a men's Grand Slam champion who was born in the 90s. So it's amazing that I'm saying that at this point that it's been this long. Um, but it is going to be the start of a new era.
0: Well said. We will close out with uh, a big tip of our cap to Roberto Clementi, the great one, the late Roberto Clementi. Pittsburgh Pirates and all Puerto Rican players, in Major League Baseball are going to wear his number 21. Not sure why the, the entire league is not going to do that. In fact, the Clemente's family and the Pirates organization are uh, hoping that MLB will, will retire his number. Um, Major League Baseball retired Jackie's number 42 in 1997. That was 50 years after Jackie broke MLB's color barrier. Now, 2022 marks the 50th anniversary of uh, Clemente's passing. Uh, Ari, legendary uh, gentleman, a pioneer in the game, pioneering Latin American entry into the sport. And, 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 uh, it, but as you look at uh, Roberto Clemente and his career and his legacy, what's your primary thought?
1: Uh, interestingly, my primary thought is how he passed, which was being a leader to the Latin American and really... To all of humanity, of uh, you know, being on humanitarian missions, trying to better the world. So, interestingly, my first thought is what he's done off the field and not on the field. And then my mind goes, oh, he was also a great baseball player, but he used his platform for social good.
0: Well said, and that's a good way to wrap up this week. Now. This week is week two of us digging deep into sports betting, gambling, gaming, fantasy, all aspects of mobile betting. We'll take a look at what happens in the first week of the NFL and the first most concerted week of college football, along with inching closer to baseball playoffs. We'll do that a week. So thanks for joining us. For my partners, Andrew in San Diego and Ari in Chicago, this is Phil. we say thanks for hanging out with us here at AAI, the podcast on analytics and sports.